praise the Lord. Amen. The wonderful hymns and songs. I so do appreciate the theme of the song. Praise God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, I want to touch bases briefly on various words that we have heard, that we do hear during um, this holiday season, especially in church. We're hearing these words less and less in community, in Hollywood, uh, in the news. But if we were to consider what is the true meaning of Christmas, we'd have to consider these words. And the words are, among many, salvation, Emmanuel, restoration, reconciliation, favor, righteousness, and love. When we think about the true message of the gospel of Christ, these words take very deep meaning on a personal level. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Notice, it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. Say with me, canceling. See, when your account is canceled, that means it doesn't exist anymore. If you got in trouble with the law and they expunge that particular issue or that situation, it's no longer there. You can't find it any longer. And so our sins, our offenses were expunged. No longer there. And God availed that for us. And he said that, in, and then he says, committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration of favor. Again, that's in the Amplified, which digs into the nuances of the verses. And I loved the nuances there, because that encapsulates the gospel message. And the first thing, I just wanted to just briefly touch on that word salvation. The word salvation in the original language means deliverance. So he delivers you out of trouble. We all have enemies, and God is personally concerned about you, and he loves you. And the thing is, God is very jealous for his children. He has an attitude about his children. You can see that all throughout Scripture. One time Jesus said, if you harm one of these little ones, it's like if you're doing it to me. Another occasion, he says, if you give water to one of these little ones, it's like if you're giving it to me. Amen. So we can see that God takes this very personally. So he protects us and delivers us. Number two, he aids us during times of trouble. And boy, do we go through seasons. How many here are going through a season right now? We're all going through seasons. But God aids us during times of stress, times of issues, problems. Our issue is learning to trust him. Our issue is learning to allow him to partner with us in our life. Because he desires to partner with us as Heavenly Father. Oh yeah, he avails that aspect of himself to us. He adopts us into the family and calls us sons and daughters. Wow. I mean, if I see a stranger in the street and they ask me for a dollar, I might give them a dollar. If I have the dollar, if I'm in the mood, maybe I might be in a rush. 
But if my son or my daughter asks me, I don't care what I'm doing, I stop and I take care of business. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? It's a difference when daddy takes care of business. Hallelujah. So that's how Almighty Abba, or Heavenly Father, takes care of us. He helps us in times of trouble. And believe me, there are many troubles in life. Also, the word salvation means victory. So, not only does God love us and help us, his, one of His joys is to see us ultimately end up in victory. So if you're going through a problem right now, don't worry, it's a process. But you're going to end up in victory. And the only one who can mess this up is you, by pushing God away, by pushing His presence away, by pushing His word away, by pushing His wisdom away. But I just want to remind you that gospel message is good news, and part of the good news is you're going through a journey, and you're going to end up in victory. Hallelujah. Then it says, the, the other definition of salvation is prosperity. Prosperity is a wonderful word. We've taken it out of context nowadays because we think prosperity is a Cadillac or Mercedes-Benz. But that's not what it means. Prosperity is being able to accomplish all that you've been called to in life and have all the tools and the resources for you to be a good man and woman of God, to be a good businessman, to be a good father and mother, to be a good son, to be a good daughter, to, to be a good uh, minister. Amen. We're all ministers of reconciliation. I often uh, query the congregation. I say, who here is a minister? And like two or three hands will go up. No, no, we're all ministers. The Bible calls us all ministers of reconciliation. Hallelujah. So he allows us to prosper in that. Now, yes, it's good to have more money than month, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you for a moment. See, most of us are in debt because of our own issues, you know, our own bad management. Or, or, let me be also fair to all of us, we get bamboozled by TV, by marketing, and they're bombarding us 24-7. All of these credit card companies that send you, I mean, it's, it's a machine. I, I, I'm convinced that in my mailbox there's a machine that's generating credit card applications. So we need to learn how to better manage our life, manage our finances, manage our giftings, manage our anointings, manage our finances. And God desires for us to come to a place where we have more money than month, more resource than what we need because God doesn't only want to take care of your need he wants you to be a person that can help others in their time of need too he doesn't want you just to be blessed he wants you to be blessed so you could become a blessing Amen. hallelujah Amen. so that's salvation and then Emmanuel is a name call him Emmanuel he, Emmanuel you know what it means God with us so I want to remind you today that God is with you Say to your neighbor, God's with you. And God's with me too. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? They might not like you, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if they try to hurt you, guess who is there? Gets in the way. So, oh, oh, don't mess with my son. Don't mess with my daughter. Hallelujah. I believe somebody's going to get their miracle this week. Because yeah. you're going to catch that yeah. revelation. And you're going to say to yourself, hold on a second. I need to partner with God. And I need to allow God to partner with me. Because I've been doing this all on my own. But I need to walk this journey with Almighty God. I remember at age 15, I knew I was going nowhere. I knew that I was just a, stati a statistic in the making. That word always gives me trouble. Say statistic three times really quick. Hey, and hold your tongue while you're doing it, right? 
So I, I love it because at age 15, I knew I was going nowhere, but then somebody gave me the gospel of Christ. Somebody shared it with me in a way that I could understand it. And they said, God loves me. He wants to partner with me. He wants to bless me. He already provided for my future. I said, whoa, that just flipped me around. It changed my eternity. And when I started understanding that, I stopped the self-loathing. I stopped the belief system that had been imposed upon me by circumstance and situation. And I started saying, well, even though that happened, God is with me. And he loves me. And he's my father. And he's not going to let me down. My friends might let me down. My family might let me down. But Almighty God will never let me down. Money might let me down. Situations and circumstances might let me down. But my God will never let me down. My body sometimes lets me down. But God will never let me down. My job and my boss and my co-workers might let me down. But God never lets me down. He's always with me. He's always for me. And we go through a lot of trials and tribulations and issues. But I love the third word, the third word restoration. It means bring back to the former original or normal condition. You know, we were supposed to be an authority here on earth. We were supposed to have dominion on earth, but we gave it up. But God wants to restore dominion to you. But another thing, interesting, is to put back into your former place, position, and rank. You know you have a rank in the kingdom of God. You have a, a, an authority in the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You're a person of authority. When you pray in the spirit realm, that activates some stuff that you might not even see with the natural eye, but you have authority. And the enemy has been trying to take your authority away. You're anointed because, because God has called you, made you, created you, not just to be blessed, but to be able to help others. And then to partner with him. So as you pray, as you, as you intercede, as you share your testimony, as you share your life with others, it impacts other people. And God not only works in you, he works through you. And in the restoration process, the next verse, it says here, He gives us back or makes restitution for anything that was lost or taken away. Amen. So there are many things that have been taken away from us. Some of you today, you, 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 you have a past, uh, you have pain, you have issues. I mean, there's so many, a myriad of, a myriad of them that I could speak about. But I'm going to ask for the Passion Healers Ministry to just briefly share one of the myriad of issues that can happen. But ultimately, but God. Amen. But God. If it wasn't for God, where would I be today? So let's look at this video briefly. I see you standing here, but you're so far away, starving for your attention you don't even know my name you're going through so much but i know that i could be
to import some movie stars, you know, from, from Hollywood, and you know, I think some of us are with us today, so appreciate the Passion Healers Ministries and all of these uh, movie stars that came. Amen. Praise God. But as you can see, this is just one of a myriad of issues that human beings, that us, uh, family members, friends are going through. I remember in my teenage years, I saw a lot of that. And uh, I remember being that statistic until uh, God, well, it wasn't that one day God, God was always knocking on my heart. He was always knocking on the door. He just kept on over and over and over, reaching out to me through situations, circumstance, his child of uh, God here, uh, uh, my, my mother-in-law, she shared the gospel with me. And I praise God that he made restitution for anything that was lost or taken away from me. And he restored me to my place of authority. Hallelujah. And all these years since, God has been so kind, so good. And not only have I been blessed, I am now a blessing to others. Praise God. So the next word is reconciliation. That word reconciliation is wonderful because it means to, to render no longer opposed. I'm no longer opposed to God. I am with God. I'm in unity with Almighty God. And he says he brings us to acceptance. Not only acceptance with him, but acceptance with ourselves. Some of us feel we can't be used by God because, you know, our past, our issues are no wrong. God doesn't use you because he's perfect, because you're perfect. He works with you and partners with you just because he loves you. Amen. Amen. And not only that, you are already gifted an anointing. So there's an anointing in you that when you decide to give it to God, then he amplifies it. And not every anointing is similar. I mean, I, I can speak, I can share, but some of you can administrate well. Some of you could lead well. Some of you can sing well. Some of you could teach well. It's, it's depending. So some of you have, have a great ability to create businesses. Some of you are called to, uh, uh, um, I want to say political life, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Elected official. You, you have that ability to lead entire regions. Hallelujah. And... God will amplify that. He'll get glory, but he'll also allow you to be a great benefit to people, to community groups, to communities, to your family, to your co-workers. Hallelujah. Some of you, some of you are working for, you, for somebody else. You used to have your own business. You're gifted at that level. And when you start asking God to reconcile yourself, you'll be able to see yourself not the way others see you, but the way God sees you. Amen. And then the next word is... Favor, wow. One moment of favor could erase 10 years of heartbreak, 10 years of mistakes. The favor of God can cause your boss to give you the raise. The favor of God could open doors for you that no man would ever open to you in the natural. I thank God for favor. I ask God for favor every day for me and for my children and for this church. Does anybody here need the favor of God? We need the favor of God. And guess what? It's available in that package. It's available. When Christ was born, the angels were saying, listen, this is good news. You guys are not getting it yet. But we want to help to 
Open up the door just a little. We want you to see just a snapshot, just a glimmer of what God is availing to humanity. And it says not just to an elite special, but to all of us. Hallelujah. So say to your neighbor, this message is for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Then it says in that verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse, uh, at the latter portion, he says, he committed to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration of favor. So I walk in favor. So you know, you have the right to say every morning, Father, I thank you that I walk in favor. I thank you that I have the favor of God today. So instead of worrying, because some of us are worry warts. Oh yeah, some of you worry. Any little thing will happen. Oh my God. I mean, you, you can break down this thing very easily. You're experts at getting into that worry mode. So some of us have to fight that worry thing and just say, no, I thank God. I have the favor of God. God's going to give me wisdom. God's going to give me understanding. He's going to give me favor with this situation, with this problem, with the supervisor, whatever it may be. So say to, say to your neighbor, God is ready to release favor and wisdom on your behalf. Hallelujah. Then the next word is righteousness. In verse 21, it says, so for our sake, he made, or rather, for our sake, for you and me, say, for you and me, for our sake, God made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with and viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. Wow, that is a mouthful. Righteousness means right standing. In other words, when God sees me, he sees me as he sees his son. I got no amens on that one. Oh, you, you, need to, you need to understand this. When God sees you, he sees you just as he sees his son. Because you're not walking in your own righteousness. You're walking in the righteousness of God. When Christ died on the cross, he did not die for himself. He died for you and for me. I was saying last week, because many people don't understand this. They don't understand why he had to go to the cross and die. What happened was in, in the book of Genesis, God gave Adam authority here on earth. And whenever God speaks something, it becomes universal law. And then God himself submits to the very law that he establishes. So man is in charge here on earth. Because God created man and then he made him the steward over all the earth. So when Adam released his authority and gave it to, to Satan. This was active. He had the right to do that. So he messed it up. And he allowed sin to enter into his life. So every person that was born out of Adam was born in sin. Man messed it up. Not God. Man messed it up here on earth. And the problem was that since man messed it up, man had to restore it. And here's two aspects about God. He is righteous and holy and just. But he's also merciful, tender, and loving. So how do you merge both? If you are just, you're austere. The law must be paid. That's one aspect of God. But then the merciful God. How do you bridge both? Well, very easily. God himself became man. Amen. In Christ. And then he lived the perfect life. 
free and clear of any sin. And when he died on the cross, he died illegally. He should not have been on that cross because he was not guilty. But he didn't go and die on a cross for himself. He died for you and me who were guilty. So as he was dying on the cross, as he was paying the price, he was not paying his price. He was paying our price. That's why this verse is so powerful. It was for our sake that he made Christ to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So as Christ died on the cross, they told him, he says, you know, I have the right to take your life. He says, nobody takes my life. I give it. He was giving it for you and for me. Hallelujah. That's why righteousness is so powerful. Because when I come to Christ, when I trust in Christ, now his righteousness comes upon me. So when God the Father sees me, he doesn't see my past. He doesn't see my, the sin of the past. He doesn't see my mistakes. He sees me as he sees his son. About 3 o'clock in the afternoon, this will hit you. And you'll say, whoa, that was a great revelation. <laughs> and then the last word. There's so many others, but the last word, love. Love for God so loved the world. I don't understand that love. I mean, if anybody messes with my kids, I'll, get, I'll, I'll fight. I'll do whatever it takes. Somebody might have to hurt me in order for me. You, you better not mess with my family. You understand? If somebody offends me and, and steals from me and does horrible things to me, and then he's in trouble, I'm going to go across the, uh, he's across the street and he's in trouble, and I have a chance to save him, I'm going to go, bueno que te pase. Good that it happened to you. Right? Hello? Am I talking to humans here? You know that's the way we normally think. You don't deserve to be helped. Because when I was on the floor, you kicked me. So now, hmm, good for you. But the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still separated from him. While we were still saying, I don't need him. I don't believe in him. He doesn't exist. God was saying, actually Jesus said this on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're saying. They do not know what they are doing. Out of his love, because of his love. Ephesians 3.18 says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you'll never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So that's my prayer for you today. As we draw this to a close, we've sung some beautiful songs. We've been reminded of the season, singing some carols. In the, in the island, when I was a child, they would sing matutinos or what do you call those things? Huh? Huh? Guinaldos, which we would go from house to house, one, two, three in the morning with a guitar. Parandas, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. But somewhere in the mix, we've lost the true meaning. God loves you. And God loves through you. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it one more time. May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you 
in this Christmas season, in this day, in this season, and in the year 2012, may you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great that you'll never fully really understand it, then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Amen? Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for restoration, for reconciliation, for righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Thank you, Lord, that you are Emmanuel. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Lord, we thank you for all these things and for so many more things, Lord God. Thank you for your blessings. Today, on this Christmas day, we worship the Christ of Christmas. We love you, Lord. We worship and adore you. We are grateful. Thank you for the breath of life. Thank you that our eyes opened up this morning to see this beautiful new day. And Father, even though we go through many issues in life, many situations, circumstances, we're grateful to you that you walk with us in this journey. Not only that, you have also prepared our future and our destiny. Jesus, you said that where you're going, you will prepare homes for us that we could be where you are, Lord God. So, Father, I thank you that you took care of our today and you took care of our eternity. So we are eternally grateful to you. And we thank you on this Christmas day. Thank you, Lord, for any gifts we might receive, for the fellowship, family and friends, for the fellowship among the body of Christ. But we thank you, above all, that Christ was born. Thank you that Christ lived his life perfect as the perfect lamb of God. And he took my place on that cross. And he died and rose again. And he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. And he ever makes intercession for us. Father, thank you. We praise your holy, holy, holy name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you get ready to spend time with family, you might already have some dinner. Maybe some of you already ate, had dinner yesterday with family and you're just going to have some nice, delicious leftovers. Yeah, I'm telling you, sometimes it's better the second day around. I don't know why, but I, just, I don't know. We're so grateful to Almighty God for His kindness. Just remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. And He does not need for you to wait to Sunday to come to church to communicate with him to receive him you could do that Sunday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon Monday at 3 a.m. you could do that Thursday at I don't know 9 at night he's always there never leaves you nor forsakes you Colossians 1:27 says the mystery that had been hidden from ages past, but now is revealed to the saints. And that is Christ in you, the hope of glory.